Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things act two. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. I'm so excited you could join us for this Divorced Mom Moments roundtable chat. I gathered three generations of divorced moms from all over the country to discuss motherhood after divorce. And the conversation is rich and covers all the juicy topics like co-parenting, career changes, of course, dating, how to handle the holidays after divorce, self-care, and also what we're learning about ourselves in our act two. We're all at different stages in our divorce journey, but we have a couple things in common. First, our deep love for our children and also our commitment to a happy life. Well, ladies, I am so excited to see all of your lovely faces. We're going to have an amazing time tonight together to have some mom time. Moms are in the house tonight. I would love to know right out of the gate if we could discuss these mom moments, these divorced mom moments. Now, 2020 gave us a few. I am sure of that. I know I definitely had some mom moments in 2020. Who would love to share her mom moment with us? I'm Janet Fogg from Hudson, Wisconsin, and I was divorced and on my own for about 12 years. I remarried and I've been remarried for 32 years now. That's my story. But when I was first divorced, I remember it was in the state of Virginia and they do things just a little differently there in that, you know, we filed all the paperwork, et cetera. And it just kind of forgot about it. And I came home with the kids, picked them up, scooped them up after work from, you know, from daycare. And there was our, my divorce paper taped to the front door. And I thought, oh, it was very final, but it was just interesting because I just said to the kids, oh, that's just the letter from daddy, you know? <laughs> And we just went in the house and that was fine. But I just remember thinking to myself, it's really final. Thanks for sharing that, Janet. Yeah, that is, it is an adjustment to realize you've been divorced. You are divorced. I agree. It does take some time to resonate with that. Well, I'll go. I'm Susan and I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I divorced when my boys were four and eight. Pretty small. And I remember one of my big worries was, what are they thinking about our family now? How do they view our, and my little bit older son, the eight-year-old was given a task not too long after the divorce to do a family crest in school. And I thought, wow, what is this going to look like? (laughs) So he came back and he showed me what he drew. And it was these three wolves. And there was a a chain that was a triangle around the three wolves. And I said, what is, and he said, well, wolves protect their pack. He said, we're a pack of three. And he said, the chain is that we're always going to be together. Oh, that's beautiful. My eight-year-old came up with this and I was so touched that he saw that we still were a family unit and we were strong and we were going to stay strong. And that just blew my mind. I love it. Well, I can go. I am Miss Rebecca and I'm located in Michigan and I'm actually very recently divorced. It's been 10 months. So it was a COVID divorce, I'm going to say. And for a reason, my ex is still in Texas. We moved from Texas to Michigan. Our divorce was finalized in July of 2020. However, we didn't find out that it was finalized until October because of COVID, because we never went to court. We never, <laughs> everything was done via email. I never even met my lawyer in person. So it was very different. And so we were still living together up until September. And it was very weird. I, I really, <laughs> but so that's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm 10 months in so far. And 
my very recent divorce by a moment when it kind of hit me, hit me was on Valentine's Day. My boy, our, our boys are 10, six and two. And on Valentine's Day, they're all excited from getting little cards and whatnot from school. And my six-year-old, who is very just blunt, matter of fact, says, mom, who's going to be your Valentine? And I just kind of looked and I was like, mommy doesn't need a Valentine, you know? Uh, (laughs) And my 10-year-old was like, well, I mean, you don't need a boyfriend yet. And I was like, gosh, like, are they really having this conversation right now? We were in the car, we were driving. And so then I kind of started um, explaining to them like what Valentine's was for and took it to a whole different level so they could get off of me. Uh, (laughs) But that was definitely my moment. Like, okay, this is done now. And and my kids are contemplating whether I'm going to start dating someone else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what is that going to look like? And mom, you're alone, right? So um, that was my moment this past February. Um, I am Nicole. I'm actually recently divorced as well. It just got finalized in September. Well, actually, I think it was this year, sometime this year. I don't know. It it was a two-year process. So my moment is I was always, my little girl's four, so she doesn't really know exactly what's going on. She actually just turned five. So she doesn't really know because he worked away a lot. He was a lineman, so he traveled all the time. Um, so I was really good at keeping myself together, except for those sometimes when you get something from their lawyer that you don't like, that you read and instantly just, you just get so mad. And when I get mad, I cry. So I'm sitting there bawling. I'm, I'm trying not to because she's right there. And she just comes over and, you know, she pats my back and rubs my back. And she's like, it's okay, mommy you know, and cuddles up with me. So like that whole time during those years of divorce, I was questioning, am I doing the right thing? I just would always question myself because I was so beat down, you know, after that moment, I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. (laughs) So that's my moment. Absolutely. You are Mm -hmm. Mr. Cole. And what state are you from? You're from Kansas, right? I'm from Kansas. Yes. I'm Kansas. Precious. Miss Shauna, how about you? Yes. Um, I'm Shauna big state of Texas. Uh, I'm actually in Round Rock, just north of Austin. Mm-hmm. Great city. If you get a chance to visit, yeah. please don't move here. <laughs> we have a lot moving here. Yeah. <laughs> Austin's great. So I guess my mom moment is actually a little bit more of a weird divorced mom moment, um, perhaps a little inspirational. I have actually been divorced three times. And this most recent time was almost six years ago. So it's been quite a while. The moment that comes to mind this third time around was how I did divorce right, if there's even such a thing. Um, but in really the just, world, how did you do that? <laughs> well, it, I'm a work in progress, but um, well, we are. <laughs> my moment was Christmas. It was before COVID um, because he and I have a really great co-parenting working relationship. We don't particularly like each other or get along very well, but we work well together. And so it was Christmas day. My best friend was over with her son. Um, I did not have my kids that Christmas. And I noticed somewhere along the way, a Facebook post or something that he did not have plans for them that afternoon or that, that evening. So I had invited him kind of in passing to come over for Christmas dinner if, if they wanted to. I am always a fan of sharing holidays because it gets me a chance to see my children. 
on a holiday that I would otherwise be sharing. And so he's very noncommittal. This is how he rolls. So he didn't say yes or no. And then next thing I know, you know, we're sitting down to dinner and there's a knock at the door. And I said, oh, I forgot I invited him to come. And so then he came in and the kids were there and everybody's having dinner together. And it wasn't until my best friend and her son had left later that evening. And she told me he was in the car and said, oh my gosh, do they always do that? What? He came for Christmas dinner. It was so bizarre to him because it's so atypical, right? Like it's not usual, it's not a typical situation, but it was very indicative of how we do the holidays and how we try to share our time with our children and do what's best for them, which again, we didn't get there overnight, but it's really kind of an inspiring story. I think that it is possible. It Mm -hmm. absolutely is. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Tori, how about you? Um, so I'm Tori. I'm from Ohio, but I am stuck on the Jersey shore for the next 18 years. I was divorced November of 2018. I was with my ex-husband for about seven or eight years. I left him when my youngest was four months old. Um, and my kids are exactly two years apart. So they were four months old and two years and four months old. They're now three and five years old. So the divorce took a while. And I tried moving back to Ohio when I left him and he put a stop to that with the courts. So I can move back to Ohio, but I cannot move my children back to Ohio ever. So I have, I'm stuck with no family, no nothing. So I guess that's like an aha mama moment is that no one warned me that if you moved away from your parents when you were younger because you were a rebel and a wild child (laughs) that you could get divorced and have kids, well, have kids and then get divorced and never be able to move back to near your family. Just, I didn't know that this, that my life would take me down this path. Um, So I saw this quote earlier and I'm going to read it. It says, no one's coming to save you. This life is 100% your responsibility. So I grew up thinking Uh and like being around that men are the providers and I don't, I I mean, it's 2021. So that's like not really how it is, but in my mind, like that's just how I grew up. So I, I, a lot of us were conditioned to to think that. So I was just like, I need to get married. I need to find a guy. I need to get married. need to settle down and I always knew I wanted to be like a young mom so I had kids with him but I didn't think like oh is he the one for me is are we going to be like longevity forever and the only reason we were married for seven or eight years was because I grew up Catholic and I just stuck with him for a very long time longer than I should have at all and I never wanted to be the breadwinner or the care provider or the boss or whatever. I wanted a man to take care of me. And I still like want that. But that quote that I saw today, it hit me in the heart. No one's coming to save you. This life is 100% your responsibility. Like you can't rely on a man. You can't think be thinking that men are the providers, that this is what you have to look for because anything can happen. Divorce. I can't rely on anybody ever again. So. Well, you can rely on oh, yourself. Yeah. I think you're yeah. doing that. I think yeah. that's what's so You'll beautiful find about someone. it. The thing is when you stop looking, you are you. You're everything that you can be. That's when you meet the right people because they accept you for who and what you are. For me, the best thing that ever happened to me was my ex-husband ran, he was a restaurant manager and he ran off with 
the host or I might still be married to him because when you say you were raised Catholic, I mean, I was raised like, you know, you got to hang in there, you know, and we were miserable. So I thought that was the best thing that could ever happen to me. And that would maybe happen for you that your husband will find someone else that he could be interested in and be busy and release his hold on you. I love that. So we have some burning questions for each other tonight. Rebecca, I would love to hear what your question is for the group. It's so funny because my Shauna actually hit my burning question, my biggest burning question on the nose. So my ex and I are still very good friends um, and we still love each other very much. Our, our divorce was pretty complex and kind of like Shauna was saying, it was a, we divorced for love because it was the best thing for both of us. He has some health concerns, to say the least. They just weren't being met. So it just wasn't a safe situation for us and the children anymore. So my question is, do you feel that it's confusing to the children to still do um, family activities and holiday activities? We've definitely communicated to them and they know very well that we're not together. However, am I instilling hope when we do these things? Or I don't know. I have an experienced answer for you. Okay. Because my Jim, who my second husband, he and his, he thought he had to do that because he loved his kids so much. And he didn't want to, you know, even though they, they were like 18 and above when he, we got married, you know, his ex-wife yanked that chain. Like, you know, we got to do the holidays, yada, yada, yada. So he would go do the holidays. Um, and mom here like, and that finally faded away. But I'll tell you that, um, his oldest son, our oldest son, is a, a lawyer in Seattle. And we flew in to meet him. And I forget, we had to go, um, his daughter, we we're going to go see her and her ballet. And we were going to go pick her up from her lesson. And he took this quick detour to a bar and he bought us a couple of martinis. And he said, Dad, I want to tell you something. I know what you did you thought was right, but it was wrong. Interesting. And we were very confused because you see, kids never give up hope that you will get back together. And so they could never really grieve. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, because everybody's, you know, that was something, even though I'm there and they were at my wedding, <laughs> but, you know, they, they could get rid of me any day. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was his take on it. And a lot of them too, they were very angry with their dad, you know, but it was good to everybody talk about it. It was great, but it took, you know, for him to become a young adult and, you know, everybody bring that to the table. So I don't know what the answer is for everybody. I thought that that was a good thing for him too, because his ex-wife was so neurotic about it and he never wanted to hurt the kids kind of thing. And he got pulled in that direction. But sometimes you have to be like, if this is real. Yeah. And I think I agree with um, most of what you said, but at the end, I think you hit the nail on the head in that everyone's co-parenting situation will look different. And I think my advice is always to trust your gut and do what you think is best and let your kids lead the way. For me personally, my son is about to turn 12 and my daughter is eight. I went under the assumption in the beginning that this was the best for both of my children. And I thought that it would be the least confusing for my daughter of, I have four children. I have bigs and littles, different fathers, but my older girls they had the worst of the worst scenarios. So they had the parents who can't be in the same room, cannot, you know, tension at the soccer games. Um, so I did everything I could to avoid that, just knowing that was a very uncomfortable, tension-filled childhood experience for them. Now that they're older, they're 25 and 27, they've shared with me that it wasn't terrible. They're not traumatized, which is reassuring as a mom. But for my littles, I really didn't want that sort of an environment for them growing up. However, I thought that it would be the least confusing for my daughter, who was two at the time, 
she doesn't remember her dad and I ever being together. She doesn't remember us living in the same house. So I thought it would just be easy for her because she, this is all she ever knew. When in fact, it was very, very confusing. So um, she has probably had the most issues out of all four of my children, just really coming to terms with the fact that we're not together. We're not going to live in the same house. And it was less about her worrying or wanting or hoping mommy and daddy to be together again. And it was more about just being hard and difficult for her to live in two different houses. So it was more of just, Uh I don't understand you guys get along. Why do we live in two separate houses? My lovey's over there. I want it over here. You know, just things like that, that were difficult for her. So all of that to say, I think that your children can be a really good guidance system and you can lead them and they can lead you and and trust your gut and you'll know what's best for you and your family. And they're also stronger than you think. I mean, they really are. For sure. Smarter. They're smarter because they know more than you. I agree with all of that, especially the let your kids be your guidance because I am divorced and I also went through my parents divorcing when I was 16. Terrible age for girls. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I was mad at the world, you know, them acting, not acting because they still get along. Them being friends and still doing family things really did help me, but that may not be the case for every kid, you know, Mm -hmm. but it did help me when I was 16. It just depends (laughs) on where you're at. Right. Yeah. How long they do it. Yeah. Exactly. And when they're old enough to give them the choice, I have my oldest son remembers much more of the issues in the in the marriage than my younger one does. So that simply means he decided to opt out of doing stuff with dad at some point. He still does begrudgingly once in a while, but it's his decision. And when I thought he was old enough to make that decision, I let him make it. There's no forcing him if that's not what he needed or wanted. So they'll get to the age where they're going to tell you how they feel. Oh, yeah. But when I say they're smarter than you, they are. They know. Mm-hmm. They know. And it's always, he's always going to be their dad. Right. They're always going to love him. And so why should they not like you for saying those? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it just it just counterproductive. You know? So far, so good in terms of the co-parenting and the communication. Nice. That's incredible. That's awesome. Such rich wisdom in this group. I can't wait for the next burning question. How about Nicole? Do you have a question you'd love to ask the ladies? Of course. I'm going to explain a little bit what made me think of this question. Just like Tori, I was raised, a man does it, you know, and I had that because there was no reason for me to work when I had a little. I would have just been working to pay daycare. Anyways, though, this whole divorce thing, he decided to leave randomly. And when he did that, he changed all of his bank accounts. I was here with the bills, the house. Uh, He'd give me like 300 every month because I was like, hey, we need food. Elite needs diapers. And he was just a jerk. There's no other way to put it. So I kind of had a pity party for myself for about a month. You know, we've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) and then one time I was watching this lady go live and I was like, all right, time to snap out of it. So I took what I did for fun and I turned it into a paycheck. So I absolutely love what I do. Um, And now I can support my family, which is that's really the best thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my awesome. question it for is you amazing. guys is... What it, before you ask your question, Nicole, what is it that you yes. turned from your... We were all like waiting to hear. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm really artsy. And so I make custom tumblers and like epoxy things. Like I make pins. I'm putting these together to ship tomorrow. So awesome. it's like glitter or like man cups, you know, which is... Yeah. So that's what I do. <laughs> so my question is, if you're not happy in a career you love, what's holding you back? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, can, can I start with this one? 
because yeah, please. my ex was part of what was holding me back. I was in a career that I love and I'm still in that career. However, he was preventing me from flourishing. Um, and so that was it. even as, as much as um, me going back to school to get my doctorate. He's like, no, no, you're, you're not going back to school. And so that lack of support <laughs> was definitely a contributing factor. Um, and so now I have that freedom to follow my dreams and to, you know, achieve these things that I wanted for my, for myself, but mostly for my family. And that was the one thing that he didn't get was that I'm trying to help build our empire as a family. So now I look at it as I'm building a legacy for my sons and I'm allowing them to see, you know, I, I thought in the beginning that I left their father because I was trying to save them. I realized that I had to allow them to see me save myself. And in doing so, me pursuing all my goals, I feel will help them to be better men. Part of my why is to build a legacy for my kid and show her that she can do anything. Like that just made me so happy you said that. Well, we all have to make a living pretty much, right? Once the divorce happened, as you put it, you know, that's 100% your responsibility now. And I literally uh, looked around for some groups that would help me. And I went to a place that taught women how to do business. And then I also went back to school and got a little mini MBA in business because I said, you know what, I, if nothing else, if I don't find a job out there, I'll create the job. And, you know, you get really crafty when, you, when you're divorced, don't you? You're just like, all of a sudden it's like, but you just tread these waters you've never tread before. If someone had told me I'd have my own business and I started this in, in 2014, I would have said, you're crazy. I don't want to do, this. but it's been amazing. I've learned so much, no matter where I go with it, no matter how long I have gained all these skills I never knew I was capable of. And what a great thing to come out of kind of being forced to support yourself. I've always had my own jobs. I never quit working totally when I was married because I couldn't depend on my ex. So that left me in a place where I had to keep my skills up. It's exciting. I mean, I, I do enjoy learning. I think sometimes though, for me, I it's the energy ladies. Like look at all that we do in a day. We do yeah. a lot. <laughs> and after you work a 12 hour day, it's finding more energy to do the next thing. So for me, I think I, it's like, what is my life work balance, right? Which Susan, that leads to your question. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if you ladies struggle with this, but I, cause I love, I love having a business. I, I love having a podcast. I love having time with friends. I love having time with myself, etc. But there's only so much time in a day, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to do our laundry. I and know. You might have to clean the bathrooms. For me, I know. Clean the bathrooms. I clean the bathrooms. Exactly. You cannot sit mm -hmm. down. That's the, that's the key. You can never sit down. <laughs> and then down. you don't get up. <laughs> so, Susan, I want to hear your burning question, please. All right. Well, it was a great segue there because once we do, we've got the children. The children are number one, you know, and you've got to take care of these little people that you created and you love. But to do so, you have to have a job. And to have the job and the children, you have to keep yourself going. You know, it's this uh, little triangle of things that have to happen all at the same time. And I know when I, I did three jobs right after my divorce, I took on three different jobs, one of which was managing the apartment we live in. It never oh, good for you. Apartment before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it gave me a place to live. Right. 
Right. You know? And so, um, so how do you, you know, my thing is about work and life balance. You've got to make sure you're refilling yourself. You got to make sure those kids are getting what they need, especially now because things have changed so much for them and you have to do a career. Um, one of the things I did, which I was really glad is I had been part of women's networking groups before this. And I had a really good friend who ran one and she stepped up and made me not hide. She said, you're coming, you're, you're going, you're going to get involved. We're going to get you through this. And having that support group was huge. And the other thing I did is I found a separated and divorced group. It was a non-denominational thing and it had kid care in it. And you could get okay. different speakers to come and tell you about what might be coming and, and things like that. But the best thing that came out of that was I was feeling such guilt that I had to spend all this time on work, that I had to spend all. And I was so worried about how the kids were going to come out of it. And one of the young women in that group told me, I'm the daughter of a divorced single mom. She said, I want to tell you something. Stop it. <laughs> she said, I appreciate my mom. I appreciate everything she ever did for me. And I noticed from a very young age. And that just hearing that at that time when I was trying to get a work-life balance was tremendous. So my question to you is, how are you doing it, ladies? How are you managing the work and the life balance now that you've gone through the divorce? Well, I could, I could go. Um, I think for me, having done this a few times, um, life as a single mom is not for the faint of heart. I tell people. <laughs> here, here. We do, we do all the things and juggling balls nonstop. And, you know, I, I can change diapers with my eyes closed. I tell people. Um, but the key for me that I did not learn until very, very recently um, was this whole concept of self-care. So the whole idea of filling my cup so that I can then fill up others made me a better employee. It makes, it makes me a better mom, but it kind of ties into the previous question as well, because what I realized was what was holding me back from starting my own business was the fact that I was employed in corporate America. So it wasn't until I lost those two jobs as a single mom that I realized, okay, if not now, when? And it, was, it lit a fire under me to do the things that I really was being called to do. And the fact that I'm doing fulfilling work that I love, I can do more without being as tired. So the fact that I'm filling my cup and I'm focusing on self-care and doing what I know that I need as a person first and foremost, and then I'm able to balance a whole lot better the work and the home and all the things that we do, all the things. For, for me, it's the consistency. My work is actually with children. Um, and so I know how important that is, having that consistency still with them. So I make sure that I spend individual time with each of them. I'm very scheduled. So they have like a schedule in their room of everything that happens in addition to our alone time. And so there's a little there's a picture. We have pictures of each of us together. And so if the picture's up with me and that particular child, that's our time together and the other Aww. ones can't disturb us. Um, and so they know that they get that. It's our little fun time together. Nice. And then at, at night we have a bedtime routine that we follow religiously. And so keeping those things has helped me to prioritize my own time. Do I find balance. No, I like to call it harmony because I just make my own little music and I change it um, because <laughs> every day is a little different. Um, but those, like things, those things keep me consistent. 
Um, just having, you know, those few little things that I do and, and stop what I'm doing in order to make those things happen. I like that. A lot of what we've talked about is about being very scheduled and how do we balance the needs of our children and our work. I wasn't hearing a whole lot of how we're feeding ourselves and what we're doing for self-care. So I wanted to um, kind of ask what, what is your go-to self-care and what does self-care mean to you? I think my divorce helped me really develop self-care because I was not good at it prior. I gave so much to my children, my, my husband, ex-husband, my career that I was not giving much at all to myself. And my divorce really taught me that I need to give to myself first so that I can be in a good space to be giving back to others, to be the professional that I want to be, to be the friend that I want to be. My self-care is so critical. I mean, one thing that I have learned to do, ladies, that I never did before is to sit and do nothing. And I consider that self-care. I consider totally. that self-care where I can just stare out the window and do absolutely nothing. It is the best feeling. Yeah. Never used to do yeah. that before my divorce. Yeah, I don't I, know. I mean, we're kind of getting around. I mean, my, my, I don't know if it's too, if I can jump in with my burning question, because it's kind of like what we're all talking about is, who are you now? I mean, when, when you're divorced, who are you? I like, I didn't know what kind of music I like, or, you know, what were the things that I really like? Because I, did, I didn't take the time to discover that. Now is the time of that discovery. Like you're saying, you're discovering all those things. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a little perplexing at first when it's like, whoa, what do I want to do? You know, <laughs> what do I like? And it's okay to give yourself permission to have those, you know, those needs and those wants. Tori, I'd love to hear from you. What does your self-care look like as a young mom with such a busy there's, life? There's no self-care here. <laughs> I can't afford it. Um, I, even though my nails are done. So I look, you look like great, by the way. I um, haven't had my nails done in like years and I literally just got them done last week for the first time. So I don't have self-care. I can't afford it. I can't do it. Um, but let's, let's and, ladies in the group, what else can self-care look like besides spending money on ourselves? Yeah. Health day. I just took a mental health day with a friend the other day. She yeah. was having a rough time. She told me she'd never been to the Como Zoo. We stopped work. We got in the car, we went to the zoo, we walked through and looked at that and the plants. Which is free, by the way. Free. <laughs> there we free. go. So finding fun, free things. Friend. Right. Being with a friend, being outside, that's a mental health day for me. Yeah. And I did work again that afternoon, but it was a breeze because my mind was free. And it had nothing to do with purchasing anything. It was literally just a day to be free with a friend outside. Okay. So, so you I, know, Tori has a little problem because you, you're away from your family. Yeah. And so you don't have a lot of people to help you, do you, Tori? Where they give you time. I don't have a lot of people to help me. And that is why I date a lot. Like a lot of men. I'm dating a lot of men. Good for and you. All so, so helpful to me. Like, have some help there. I say, good for you, Tori. You date those I gentlemen. To find my person really bad, and I want to have that one person, but I feel like I just have so many guys that are willing to help me with anything. Like, I had a guy today, I borrowed, not borrowed, he took, he has a truck. So I had to go pick up my bike. 
And he did that for me. And then I had another guy come over today who was a cop. He's one of those cops with the drug dogs that he totes around. And he put up all this stuff in my house. Mirrors, like picture frames, like all these. A handyman. (laughs) Yeah. I just have men that are helping me. <laughs> like my family around to help me. I We're all like that. Wow. It sounds like that. It sounds like that's just self care to me. I was going to say that's your self care. It also sounds very resourceful, Tori. I commend you on your resourcefulness. <laughs> um, I did want to mention that you know, for me, especially um, since our uncoupling. My biggest self-care has been saying no. I'm an empath and I oh, give, give, yes. give, 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 give. Yes, yes. So people are always asking me to do things and I, I overextend myself, you know. Um, that's why I said, you know, back in, in the other question when we were talking about, you know, balance and harmony and it changes for me daily. Um, and so that's the biggest thing that I've done is, is start saying no for me um, because, I, yeah, I just can't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. normally I would have went ahead and did it even if I was tired, even if I had to drive a long way, no matter what it was, I'd still do it. I just can't anymore. I have to put myself first in this healing process that I'm in. And, and so that's what I'm doing. So that's, that, you know, that's Becca, kind of myself. You're very in tune with yourself and I love it. You know exactly what you need and what you want and why you divorced. And you just have, all, I feel like you have all the answers and you're very, you know, Aww. everything that's going on in your heart. Uh, no, thank you though. I'm, 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 a, I'm a therapist. <laughs> I, I'm trained to know. It's um, the empath. It's <laughs> the empath. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know. It's been, I have had to spend a lot of time, like Janet was saying, getting to know myself again. I lost so much of myself within my marriage. Um, I lost my confidence. I lost my security. Um, I lost the ability to love myself. And so if nothing else over, you know, this almost, uh, almost a full year now, that is what I have been invested in. Good for you. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Tori, we want to hear more about your dating, but I know you have a hot, a hot topic, uh, burning question around dating for, for the group. And I am so curious what it is. Um, all right. So just like a real quick one, I don't know who's dating or not in here, but I just want to know what platforms or out- outlets you guys are using to find people to date. But my biggest question is, is, do you think that one soulmate exists or do you think that our aura and our energy changes over time and we adapt and grow with whoever we're with at the time? Therefore, do you believe in multiple partners in our life? Because I always grew up with, you need to find that person, that one person, your soulmate. But now that I've gone through a divorce and I'm dating a lot of people and finding myself again, I feel like there's so many people in your lifetime that they're supposed to be at that little phase along the way. Listen, the girl who's been married three times says there's not just one. Okay. (laughs) I feel that there are many soulmates. I mean, I feel my girlfriends are my soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't just see a soulmate as a, a, you know, someone that I'm romantically interested in. Is that something you- Absolutely not. I mean, I've got got soulmates that are, I mean, I mean, trust me, they're deeper than any uh, man man thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, Tori. I, I it's a loaded question, first of all. It is. I think we could go into a whole nother, um, a whole nother podcast and, and discuss <laughs> that one. Um, for, for me, 
Well, one, let me say, I've been on one date in the last 10 months. I've actually been struggling in that area because I realized that I don't want to settle anymore. And I also don't for you. want to date potential. It's a little challenging. And I've been on one date and it was out of state. Yeah, he's he lives out of state. So that makes it a little bit challenging right now because of COVID. I'm struggling in that area. And how'd you guys go on a date if you guys are in two different states? I went there. I, I drove there. He's in Chicago. And then so I drove three and a half, four hours there. And yeah. <laughs> But I needed to get away. So it was it was a combined effort that particular weekend. But it, so it's been hard for me. I did join a couple of dating apps, mostly got catfished there. And I'm, it was just really weird for me. So I got off of those. So I've definitely been struggling in that area. I am hoping to get to the place where I'm ready to receive my next husband because I'm definitely not there yet but I yeah. am open to it in the future. I would say don't let everyone push you in that direction. That, for me, everyone was fixing me up with all these people they thought they were just so perfect for me. And it was the answer for me. And I, I mean, it, I felt like I wasted so much time being spun around because I wasn't ready. So I, it's okay to take that time and discover yourself. And like when you're ready, you know, then you can maybe say to those people, okay, I'm ready or whatever. But I felt like I got pulled around by the nose by so many people in the beginning like that. And it took me a while to be able to figure out what I really wanted. And there's so many people who think you're you're not complete without a man and let's set yeah. you up and you have to be with someone, which is nonsense. Um, but I say, ladies, be picky as hell and mm -hmm. be a very specific in what you're looking for. Um, and I think, Tori, to answer your question, my opinion is that we're always evolving and our, if you believe in energy and vibrational matches, like our energetic match is always changing. And I think there's infinite possibilities at any given time for you to be matched up with a bunch of different people. And it's up to you to realize who you are and what you want and be specific about being a match for that. I love that answer, Shauna. I absolutely love that because I don't know about all you, but I am not the same person I was when I got married. I am Correct. a very different not person at all. from that woman who got married. And I think whatever the person, the, the soulmate is attracted to who you are now. Yes. And yeah. there are all these possibilities. Remember this, ladies? I'm going to leave you with this wisdom, okay? Yeah. Kidney stones and bad marriages, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's true. it's true. It's <laughs> true. What Rebecca said is that she, so she went on one date in 10 months because she's not wanting to settle. She knows what she mm -hmm. wants. She's picky, whatever. But I feel like I'm, I definitely agree with her. I'm so, so, so picky. If I were to give you my list of a man that I'm looking for, like he almost doesn't even exist. That's how picky I am. And <laughs> I am not willing to settle. But that's why I'm going on, I have three men a week that I go on dates with. Like every week is three different men. And I line it up. Whoa. It's <laughs> so awesome. It. Yeah, because I, I have to get this done when the kids aren't here. So I have to get my date. And it's like, it's crazy how opposite we are, but we want the exact same thing. She doesn't want to settle. She's picky. I don't want to settle. I'm picky. But I'm like putting myself out there because... Yeah. I'm waiting for that, oh my God, you're the one moment, wow moment that, you know, I had with my ex-husband. I saw him from across the room and was like, oh my God, it was like love at first sight. And wow. uh, I've just, I'm putting myself out there so hardcore because I want to find that connection. And it's going to be very, it's going to be slim to none because I found it a decade ago and then a couple months ago. 
and I'm literally going on three dates a week with three different guys and it hasn't happened again. Well, I'm wondering, you talked about manifestation earlier, Tori, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you tell yourself is that it's not going to happen. Right. I'm wondering if you might want to start telling yourself something else. Yeah, I know. But it I'm can happen. It, I would say it is happening. It mm -hmm. is happening. What I have found valuable, because I've taken a similar path to Tori, and what I have found valuable is that I have learned through dating more about myself. I have learned through dating the areas that I need to grow, the, the areas that I need to love more, accept more, the areas that I like, exactly just thrilled about, you know, like loving about myself. So dating for me has given me a lot of opportunity to practice a new way, mm -hmm. to practice sure. a different way mm -hmm. that will benefit me down the road. I mm -hmm. don't see uh, dating, like I, I'm on this destination per se, where I have to find quote, the one. Dating for me has been a great therapeutic experience <laughs> <laughs> to really learn about myself and accept and love myself even more. Be like, you know what? Sadie, you are getting there. You're getting to where you want to be. And it's all about how I see myself. And so dating for me has been a huge gift because I'm just practicing. You know, you go on a date and you, and you practice a new skill. And like anything in life, the more you do something, it's repetition. You get better at it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting better at being direct. I'm getting better at saying what I want. I'm getting better at standing up for myself. I'm getting better at, you know, giving clear boundaries. I'm just getting better at all these things that I wasn't really good at when I was in my mm -hmm. 20s and early 30s mm -hmm. before I got married. Mm -hmm. So for mm -hmm. me, dating is this adventure mm -hmm. and, and I'm learning so much about myself. So it's not even really about the guys. And I'm dating a lot of guys. And you can do it long distance, it. by the way, Miss Rebecca. And I can, <laughs> yes, I can, I can. talk about that after. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. video <laughs> chatting. I'll be in Miami on Friday with a friend. And I, I, but anyway, my, my point is dating for me, I've just kind of flipped it. Like it's all about me. It's all about yeah. me. It's nothing about these guys right now because I'm not ready for that person. Mm -hmm. I might really never want to be per se in the sense of being married again. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want to be loved and I want to yeah. be uh, known, but to get to that point of intimacy, I have to be really comfortable with myself and accepting yes. of myself and loving of myself and yes. knowing myself. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's what dating has been for me since my divorce. Very different than when I was in my twenties and I was like out on the mm -hmm. hunt for the husband, the husband <laughs> hunt lady. <laughs> Sorry. How do you, I guess, how do you put yourself like kind of out there or, or meet people without going on dating apps and stuff? I think that that's, you know, the other challenge for me is like, I don't even know Oh, I don't, to to I don't, I don't leave my house. I work from home and I go to school virtually full. I'm in college full time and I work, I don't, I don't ever leave my house ever. So I can only use dating app. And I can just say from my experience, so I, I hated online dating, but I had to shift the story. And much like Sadie was saying, I used it as an experience and a learning experience and thought about it more as a journey. And I had to tell myself that it was just a tool that I could choose to use or choose not to use. And I could decide that it could work for me. And I decided that it would work for me. And interestingly enough, I didn't meet my man through a dating app, but along the way, I did get to practice all those new skills that I was, you know, in the six years that 
I've been divorced, I was trying to become the partner that I knew I had not been in my previous relationships. Mm -hmm. And so dating for me gave me the opportunity to practice. And it's interesting because my skill set that I was practicing was very different. I was very assertive. I knew how to stand my ground. I needed to learn how to soften my approach and be more feminine and relax into, you know, going with the flow. So the things I was practicing were very different than what Sadie was saying, but it still was something I needed time and, and time to practice, you know, the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been absolutely delicious and we I think, could <laughs> talk for hours, but I want us to end this conversation with talking about when we think about our children, mm. what is uh, the feeling that we have beyond the word love? What is the feeling that you have when you think about protecting and security? Wonderful. Well, my kids are grown. And the tables have turned. They think they need to take care of me. It's kind of nice. Oh. <laughs> they want to buy my dinner. They want to, you know, it's really That's nice. Sweet. And it's, it's a hard thing to do, let them do that. I'll say that, you know, say, oh, no, 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 you know, I get it. But they need to do that. And it's, it's a sweet time. So you, that's where you'll get someday. Um, okay. It's a very sweet time. That's your reward for the help. No, <laughs> I, I don't regret any. You know, none of it's fun at times, you know, but um, I think keeping an open mind and like you say, like Tori putting yourself out there and Rebecca getting out there more and, and Sadie getting out there more and Shauna got out there and she just, and really Nicole, you, you, I mean, all of you, I mean, everything that you do is going to put you on a path of who you are and, you know, you'll find yourself and that's when it's just a sweet time and you can just present yourself to, if you Someone you want to spend your life with, maybe you don't, but you have the guts to say you don't or do, you know, I mean, you'll know what you want to do. And that's, that's huge. I don't, I could have never arrived there if I hadn't gone through a divorce and grown through all these things. So, you know, sometimes it says you just need that. You need a little kick in the butt. <laughs> so Nicole and Shauna and Miss Rebecca and Susan, when you think about your children and motherhood and this act to that you're you're living what are the feelings that come to mind well mine's short it's one word i'm so immensely proud of my children all the way from the eight-year-old to the 27-year-old they're just amazing human beings and the fact that their mom has been divorced a hundred million times and has not you know turned them into horrible human beings i i just that speaks to their resiliency i'm super proud of them for me it's strength because that's what they give they give me that to keep fighting to keep to keep going and so that is definitely one of the foundations that I want to continue. When it comes to like thinking about my kids, I would say obsession because I am completely <laughs> obsessed with my little girl. And she's like my best friend. My act two would definitely be um, wisdom because, oh my goodness, I feel so much smarter after this divorce. I may not be this <laughs> smart, but I feel so, own I, it. I feel so people smart. I love it. That's awesome. I learned so much. Mm -hmm. And you'll keep learning. That's it. The wonderful thing about it. Mm -hmm. I'm two and a half years in and I'm still, I mean, we're always learning, but I'm still learning about my new life here. I'm grateful. How about you, Susan? Well, like Janet and Shauna, I have older kids now. Um, they're not kids, they're young men. I think my word, if I had to put it in a word, it would just be connection. I think oh. my connection to those guys is so deep and strong. I don't know if it would have been this deep and strong had it just been a marriage that went along, however good or bad it was. I think we formed these bonds that are so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really That's grateful sweet. for that. I resonate. Well, this has been just so beautiful. 
I appreciate your transparency. I appreciate you coming here tonight and sharing a bit about your story and where you're at. The powerful, the playful, the pragmatic. We've covered it all, ladies. And I thank you so much. I hope you all have the most amazing Mother's Day. And just keep on loving yourself so much. Yeah. 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 Thank you. 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 I want to thank all of the moms who joined me in today's conversation. Susan, Janet, Shauna, Tori, Nicole, and Rebecca. You ladies inspire me and remind me that I'm not alone on this journey as a divorced mom. It's a shared experience. We wish all of the moms listening a very happy Mother's Day month. Be sure to do something extra delicious for yourself. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I cannot wait to connect with you on our next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.